everyone. Welcome to the Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're going into the Gospel of Matthew. I want to share from chapter 4 there, uh, verse 1, and then let's, let's share just for a, a few minutes today uh, together about the implications of the temptation of Jesus Christ. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now, remember that prior to this, in chapter 3, we were reading about the commitment of Jesus Christ to the mission of salvation. And he's, he's baptized by John the Baptist, not for his own sin, but in identification with our sin. And the, the Spirit falls on Jesus. There is the declaration from the Father. So here you have the, the Son who was uh, was sent by the Father for our sake. You have the Holy Spirit, you have the Father involved. Uh, the whole uh, of, of the, the triune God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the whole of the Godhead is involved in the mission of salvation. And as that's confirmed, immediately then, the Spirit leads Jesus out uh, to be tempted by Satan. And good question, why? Like, what would this be about? And so I want to just talk through three implications about the temptation of Jesus Christ. And the, the first is that the ministry of Jesus uh, is, uh, as a part of it here, about the confrontation of evil, the confrontation uh, with the devil. Uh, we read this in Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying, listen to this part now, could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. This is about the reversal of the choice of Adam to rebel against God when, when essentially we, humankind, handed over control of our lives. We went under bondage to the, the enemy, to the tempter, to the devil, where essentially we handed over uh, the, the, the control of the world to, uh, to Satan. He became the prince of this world and a world in rebellion against God. And so this is about... Um, the confrontation of, of evil. This is about the invasion of the kingdom of God upon the earth, the king of kings coming to take back what is his. He does that for us. Now, secondly, what we see is that uh, when, when we consecrate ourselves to the Lord, that we too will come under temptation we will know the, the, the confrontation with evil ourselves. If we just keep going a little bit here in Hebrews, beginning in verse 17, 17 and 18, we read this. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. 
it is infinitely helpful to know that Jesus Christ, the Son of God made flesh, has been through precisely what we have been through. We shouldn't be surprised when we come under temptation. We shouldn't be alarmed. We know that the Lord has gone before us to make a way. And that brings us then really to our, our third and last point for today. And that is that the Lord shows us how to face temptation. If we flip forward in the book of Hebrews to, um, to chapter 4, and this is uh, verses 12 to 16, we read this about the Word of God. You see, as Jesus responds each of these three times, he responds with Scripture. He responds with the Word of God. For the Word of God is alive and powerful or active, other translations say. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our inmost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. And so uh, Jesus wields here the sword of the Spirit, and he teaches us to do so also. Uh, in, in the book of Ephesians, uh, Paul's uh, epistle to the church of Ephesus, we read that specifically uh, the word of God is called the sword of the Spirit. He's talking about taking up the, the, the armor, right? The shield of faith and, and salvation is your helmet and so on. He says, and take the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of of God. Now, you'll see in the temptations, you notice that, that Satan actually uses scripture himself. He quotes uh, from uh, Psalm 19, I believe it is, and, um, and he tries to actually twist scripture to make Jesus do, do something that is, is inconsistent with the character of God, that is to, to test him. You see the way that Satan just pulls out a, a passage and says, oh, do you see? Do you see you can do this? It says it in the Bible. But Jesus, of course, knowing the whole of the Bible, he, he interprets that scripture in the whole context. He'll quote from Deuteronomy saying, you know, that you, you shall not test the Lord, right? Don't put God to the test that, that surely the Lord's protection is over his people. And yet, you don't just go looking for trouble to, to test God. And, and so he is actually correcting uh, a false use of Scripture here. And, and this just brings out again, friends, the need for us to be in the Word of God, to understand the Scriptures as a, as a whole, to fill our minds with the Word of God, to let the, the Word of God shape our hearts the way that we think and, and so on. And then... And then the other thing that we see here, and this is, this is lifted out by the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter 5, 8 to 11, is that we see the Lord's confidence, his, his faith in his heavenly Father. Watch, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. 
there's so many times, friends, when we feel like the temptations that we're facing are unique, that there's some unique justification for which we can give in to those temptations. But friends, know that the Lord has been tempted in every way, and yet he did not sin. That the Lord, whenever we're tempted, he gives us a way out. Remember that people all over the world, believers all over, are being tempted in the very same ways that we are tempted. And we must continue to put our faith in God, that his word is true, that it is right, that his way is best, that he has spoken wisdom over our lives, and that remaining faithful to him is the most important and essential thing that we can do. Let us cling, friends, to our faith, watching out for that roaring lion, the devil, who would seek to devour the faithful of God. Let us apply the sword of the Spirit and a deep faith as we face temptation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And friends, until we get a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that he would keep you.